everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Bulletproof Entrepreneur Podcast. My guest today is Cindy Rodriguez. Cindy is the founder of Start Fierce Business Solutions, Inc. She started out studying web design in college and then started a freelancing business that she ran for many years until she decided she wanted to be an entrepreneur. And so she started Start Fierce. And in the course of Starting Fierce, she also launched her podcast called Start Fierce, which interviewed entrepreneurs from around the world to learn their origin stories as well as how to grow a business. I'm pleased to have Cindy because we've talked on the show and we've met and we've known each other for quite some time. And I felt her story was interesting enough to share to teach you guys that, you know what, say you're in your job right now and you're thinking, oh man, I want to start my own business and I don't know where to go or what to do. Cindy's been there and done that. And you know, sometimes she still goes through that as I do myself. So I want someone like Cindy to come and tell us, A, what are some of the steps we can take to freelance and start getting some freelance income before we say, okay, yes, this money is coming in. I'm good. Now I can start actively considering leaving my job and should you decide to scale your freelancing business into an agency well cindy can give you advice on how to go about it so i'm pleased to have her on the show today but before we start talking to cindy i gotta pay the bills and of course this episode is particular is brought to you by collision conference so collision conference is um, north america's largest entrepreneurship conference where over thirty thousand people are scheduled to attend next week the last may 20th to the 23rd and you'll get to hear a host of speakers over 600 speakers actually and several other thousand people who will talk about business technology marketing design and what have you so if you're in the toronto area and you're still thinking of attending a conference that can help you grow your business Collision is one of those conferences. Now, with that said, Cindy, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be back talking to you. Awesome. Awesome, Cindy. Yeah, I was like, wow, we connected and talked last year, <laughs> you know, and you know, I know life got in the way and I said, I see seeing you and we just chit chat every now and then. And then I saw your pictures from your recent vacation to Jamaica. And I was like, you know what, let me catch up with Cindy and figure out <laughs> what has Cindy been up to. So Cindy, just tell us a little bit about your background and, you know, how you got started in the world of web design and marketing consulting. Yeah. So I've always been a nerd. And when I was in high school, I got into the internet and uh, doing websites and stuff. And this was back before blogging existed. Mm -hmm. We kind of just blogged and you had to do it manually because there was no software that did it. So it was like a little network of people. Mm. Uh, We were all teenagers and we designed our own sites in HTML. This was before Dreamweaver and everything. Um, And yeah, so it was kind of like a hobby And honestly, all through high school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do for a living. But after I graduated, I was like, well, I already do this. So Mm. I guess this is what I want to do. And I went to school for it, did not finish, but still ended up getting jobs as a web designer, graphic designer. And just through the years, I've worked on my skills. I went from straight HTML designing to using Dreamweaver and about, let's say, like in like 09, I started working exclusively in WordPress and I haven't turned it back. Hmm, interesting. Now, you mentioned something there and you said you 
started playing around with this. I think you and I must have gone to school around the same time because this was if it's before Dreamweaver, so that means it's in the late nineties. Yeah. Because I remember I was in uh, Nigeria and oh my gosh, dialogue would take forever mm-hmm. to connect to the internet. I, we, we couldn't even dream of like designing. Work. It was just down, download music in the middle of the night. So for us to be like from 11 o'clock where we can tie up the landline and just get online, you know, before we now got into chat rooms and whatnot. So even design was not in my mind, but I see you started quite early. You built your skill set, you went to college, but then you left college to do this full-time. Now, what was your thought process when you went to school? You know, you were in class learning, but you were also making money from your skill set, and you now say, yeah, you know what? The point of going to school is to learn a skill to get a job. I already have the skill, and I'm making the money. So why, why continue making the expense of paying for the degree? Right, exactly. And um, it's well, I, I noticed like a lot of people that I was going to school with, they didn't, they weren't even working in the field, and I was already kind of working in mm-hmm. it, doing doing things here and there for people. At the time, I didn't really think that that could be a full-time thing. I mm. I mean, entrepreneurship wasn't popular. It wasn't something that everybody did like now. So I didn't think I could make a full-time living doing it for myself, but I always did it on the side and I was able to get good jobs doing it, uh, full-time jobs. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I have to work full-time to pay for school. So I might as well just, I'm already working in what I'm going to school for. So yeah. I don't why? Why keep going? So in the course of running the freelancing business, what were some of the lessons you had? What were some of the initial struggles? Because I know, yes, you know, back then it wasn't as popular as it is now. Now it's like everybody must have a side hustle and a side gig. So let's talk a little bit more about freelancing and say, okay, what are some of the struggles you faced when you first got started? And if somebody were to look to you today and ask you, hey, Cindy, I'm thinking of starting a freelance side gig. What would you tell the person to start putting up first before even um, asking people to pay them? Well, the first thing that you need to do is make sure you have systems because one of the biggest mistakes that I made was starting to do work for people without a deposit and then they don't want to pay it or they're like, Oh, never mind. We're not going to do it anymore. And you just Mm. wasted all of this time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, eventually, even if you're paying me 50 bucks, you got a contract. Everybody, everybody gets a contract. So the Mm. first thing you need to do is establish that everybody gets a contract. Friends, friends of friends, especially because (laughs) honestly, the people in your life sometimes are the ones that are the most, Blacks, yes, <laughs> about things they, because they have I, the personal I, relationships, they're abusing your skills, yeah, 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 yeah. And they, and one thing is, I don't think people know how much it takes mm-hmm. to, to do something, and they kind of want you to hook them up or give them some kind of a discount. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you have a full time job, you really shouldn't do that not all the time obviously you know some people you could hook them up or whatever but yeah. i'll say this about 99 percent of people that ask you for a discount are going to be clients you don't want to work with mm, true 
And, and yet those same people will pay full price for an Air Jordan sneaker at $300, but yet they want a discount from a small business owner who's trying to help them make money in their own business. Oh, yeah, definitely. So what, I think one thing that you've got to do is educate your potential clients and your clients. And you can just do that very simply by making Facebook posts, not mean ones, mm-hmm. but just reminding them like, hey, this takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of creative things take a lot out of you mentally too. So uh, if you start communicating that with like a little blog or on your Instagram and things like that, people will learn because they just don't know. Okay. And in terms of finding clients now, you've been doing this for quite a long time. So someone new, you know, what are some of the key ways to get new clients? Because I know that's always the biggest challenge in every business is how do you find customers that are willing to pay you to do the gig, even if you have the skill? Well, you, I would say you start with personally branding yourself and that means you don't necessarily have to set up a personal website, but Mm -hmm. make sure that everyone knows this is what you do. Yeah. And that takes you a really long way because I've had conversations with people that I've known for a long time and they're like, oh, hey, I didn't know you do this. Um, let's talk. Uh, or they'll recommend you to their friends and stuff like that. So start off with making sure everyone knows what you do. Don't do it in an annoying way, though. Mm. Um, posting about what you do on LinkedIn, sharing industry articles, talking about it on Twitter, and stuff like that, and reaching out to your network. So when it comes to sharing it on social media, are you saying rather than, you know, posting pictures of your nice food or your vacation trips, you kind of have to make your profiles professional and not just about you and your friends and what you do for fun? Right, yeah. Don't use your your profile just to post funny memes Mm. utilize it to make sure that your friends know that this is what i do and you can do that without being salesy like i like i was saying earlier like post about how hey i'm working on this project blah 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 these are the things i like post finished projects post about what you're doing at work if you can uh and stuff like that and that way it makes you look like an expert and 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 people might not buy from you then but a few months later when they're looking for what you offer, they're like, Hey, I think I remember such and such is always talking about that on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to things like, you know, the web and web design, like you rightly said earlier, a lot of things are now easier to do today than it was way back in the day when the internet first got started. So if someone were to say, Hey, you know what, Cindy, I want to build a website, but why would I hire you or any designer when I can just buy the team, put it on there and spend three hours on YouTube trying to figure it out myself? Uh, well, you could do that, but it's hard, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, you could watch three hours of video on YouTube, but it's going to take you – like it takes me at least, at least for a super simple site that I have all the content for. It takes me at least 10 hours to put it up. And I, I already have starting templates and everything that I use. Um, so it's just to save your time. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, everyone 
hasn't studied it, but I have studied conversion rate optimization from the past several years. Mm. And what that is, is just, I've just been studying the things that good websites have and what makes a person buy on a website. So when you hire somebody like me, I'm coming with that expertise and I'm going to advise you on, well, your your buttons should be this color or you should be using this color, these colors on your website. Let's lay out your site like this. Whereas if you're just using a template, you don't really know, um, you don't really know these things. You don't mm-hmm. know how to edit these things. It's going to take you a long time. Mm-hmm. And and uh, with WordPress, it's very easy to get hacked if you don't keep your site up to date or if you don't take some necessary precautions. Oh, really? So now, yeah. th- so talk about some of the uh, <laughs> dangers of the do-it-yourself <laughs> mentality. Because talking about hacking, I just re- I was I was reading on Facebook today. Somebody in my timeline wrote, "Oh, their their website got got hacked again," and I was like, "Whoa! How is it that your website has gotten hacked three times in the last couple months, and uh, other people's have not?" So t- talk to, talk to us a little bit about the dangers of the, the do-it-yourself mentality of trying to do something that you should actually hand off to an expert, but you think because you want to save a, a couple dollars here and there that it'll it, it, it'll pay you off much better than hiring a professional to do the work. Well, first of all, they, they, they probably never cleaned the first hack to begin with, and mm. that's why they feel they think they got hacked three times. It was really the first hack like coming back. Okay. Um, because it's really hard with WordPress. Like if somebody doesn't know what they're doing, mm-hmm. I, I personally would not try to clean a website. I would actually hire a website expert. What I do though is set up your site in a way that it reduces your risk of getting hacked. And you do that by setting really hard passwords, no no common words at all, like random letters and numbers. Mm -hmm. Save that somewhere. A long password. Um, You... You put security plugins on your website and you run regular security scans. You make sure that all of your plugins, your themes, and WordPress stay up to date. That's the number one weak passwords and not keeping your plugins up to date is the number one one and two reasons why people get hacked. Mm. Okay. As, as, as you're mentioning that now, I'm just updating my website. <laughs> I got, okay. <laughs> Best to do it now when it's fresh. So, all right. So, you've done web design and freelancing for such a long time. Why did you decide, okay, you want to now create uh, a business around this and not be like a solo practitioner or just or have more um, structures under your business uh, yeah because I I like to be organized as it is and I just had this dream to scale the business beyond just doing web design okay. um, doing courses teaching people how to do web design coaching people and stuff like that and so I know that I want to bring in other people and I don't want to bring them into a mess. So, Mm. you know, I just wanted to have the, the correct legal 
structure in place for when it's time to do that. Okay. And what what's your, what's what's the next step in that vision? You just mentioned teaching. So, what are some of the things you're doing to to grow your business in that direction of teaching people how to be web designers or or what specifically? Honestly, nothing right now. <laughs> <laughs> I I just have a thing on my website about it. Um I I recently had a change in um in career that kind of not I wouldn't say career just I had to do things differently mm-hmm. and and I started using my corporation and everything like that and so I put up web design services on my website and that's not a permanent thing. Um Okay. That's not going to be a permanent thing. But one of the things that I put on there was like, if you want to learn how to do it yourself, click here. But I am going to change that up and make it more focused to, hey, if you want coaching, if you want me to teach you how to make your own website, let me know. And we can I can do like one-on-one coaching. Eventually, I want to turn those one-on-one sessions into courses, but it's going to be a process because I still got to pay the bills and I still yeah. got to make websites. Yeah. Now, now you just mentioned something about growth, and you, you've not figured it all out yet. So, with the evolution of your career from freelance to business business owner, what are some of the growth challenges you're facing that is making you feel like you know what you're not ready for that next step of the journey? Um. Well, it was that I needed to have like a complete full-time income and I wanted to have a little Mm. cushion, right? Cause I had to blow through a whole bunch of my savings over the past like eight months. Mm. Um, so it was just getting back into a good place where I feel like, okay, I don't have to seek new web design business. I can, with what I have now, I can, move forward working on other stuff. And right now I feel like I've reached that place because I have enough retainer clients okay. that I can build up that, uh, that safety net again. Uh, okay. This episode is brought to you by Collision Conference. Collision Conference is North America's biggest startup conference where entrepreneurs, thought leaders, investors, and innovators meet to support new ideas, showcase the latest innovations, and discuss the issues that will determine how we will navigate the world of business and technology in the future. The conference starts May 20th to the 23rd in Toronto, Canada, and you can secure your tickets by going to www.collisionconf.com. That's www.coll. I-S-I-O-N-C-O-N-F dot com. See you there. And does 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 that mean in terms of this let's 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 call her Cindy 2.0? <laughs> You're actually looking to try different things. Because first of all, you've studied marketing, you've studied business group techniques in addition to being you know, a hands-on web designer. So, um, I, I'm just I'm just trying for us to maybe make this kind of like a therapy session as well. But say, <laughs> all right, what do you need to do to to help you get there and say, okay, yes, you have some retainer clients, but um, what what else am I going to do within the next three months to make this happen? Do I need to start um, being guests on more podcasts, speaking at conferences, writing articles for magazines? You know, what what are those next steps that you want to take to help you make this an even more firmer transition into the new you? 
um yeah one thing that i really want to do is be on podcasts be on more podcasts and Mm. talk about web design and everything uh you know brand myself as a business person uh rebrand myself on social media and actually start making posts Mm. Uh, um and and just start taking action, start seeking okay. out these clients. I can still take on websites, but my focus isn't going to be on marketing that or advertising that. It's going to yeah. be more on the teaching side. Yeah. And if you don't want to if you don't want me to teach you, I could do it for you. Mm, okay. But of course, that will also mean that because your company is doing it, it's it's it's, it's going to cost more, right? So why don't you train with Cindy? You get the knowledge you're able to do it and then you get coaching to help you along the way mm-hmm. or you hire this new version of Cindy who has a team that does it and then you review the work and then you say hey you know what uh, I've graduated I've moved up so you gotta pay more to get our time and we have a, a fully booked calendar so are you trying to focus on a particular industry or a particular niche that you want to help um at first, I want to focus on graphic designers and how to make more money as a graphic designer. Okay. And that's why I want to teach them how to do web design with WordPress, specifically okay. Divi, which is what I use. Okay. Um, but I can I can pretty much work with anyone. Okay. But that's going to be my focus, freelance graphic designers. Okay. So, all right. I guess now we're into another topic, which is why specifically Divi versus all of us? I know we had a conversation a while back and I was like, I'm a Thrive Teams guy and I've seen Divi. I've tried to use Divi. It seems super confusing to me. Thrive just seems so much, much easier. And I've tried Studio Press. I've tried a bunch of things. Thrive just seems to be simpler for me to understand and work with, you know. Mm. Uh, so 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 let let let's let's get into the pros and cons of of using one particular tool. Yeah, for me, Divi is. I have used Divi uh, like five years now. Okay. So I know it very well. Mm-hmm. I already have like I have a a base site. Yeah. That I have on my computer that has all the base code that I have in Divi for every site. Mm-hmm. So it's like I already have like a starter thing. I know how to use it well. I know how to make stuff look the way I want it to look. Yeah. Um, I actually have some clients that send me uh, like a Photoshop file of the website and mm. I make it for them exactly how they want it to look in Divi. Okay. So it's just familiar to me. Um, on top of that, it's I've never used Thrive, but I imagine it's very similar. And mm. since, since their annual licenses, although I think you can, well, you can get a lifetime license to Divi. I think you can get it for Thrive Themes, but I'm not sure. Um, if you got to pay for something consistently, the developers are going to continue to develop it mm-hmm. as opposed to something on like, and no, I'm not going to bash it, but like if yeah. you go to a theme place and you mm-hmm. just get like this one-off theme mm-hmm. in a year, two years, you don't know if they're going to stop development of that. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. And I, I'm actually a lot of other podcasters and people I know in our internet space use DV. It's just when I tried it, it seemed super complicated to me. And I, I'm the type of person, if I want to work on my website, it's usually Saturday mornings. After I've like had breakfast, I'll say, okay, let me sit down for two hours and just play with this. If I can't figure it out, bump it. And Thrive was the only one that that was able to pass that Saturday morning test. So, all right. So, that, that's cool. That's fair. That's fair. So, in building the business, running your freelancing, now evolving into a business owner, thought leader, and speaker... You know what? Look at look looking back on the trajectory of your career thus far. You know what do you think are some of the biggest challenges you faced, and how were you able to overcome them? Um, well, the biggest challenge that I faced, and I still kind of do, is imposter syndrome. Okay. Yeah, which if you don't, you know, for those listening that might not know what it is, it's really just feeling like a fraud and like you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say that is my biggest fear or, or my biggest challenge, just overcoming that. And, and, and because of that, it's hard for me to put myself out there mm. and stuff. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's funny you said that because I think I've heard somewhere that, we all face that. So even kind of like people that we look up to, so let's take, for example, Tony Robbins or John Lee Dumas or any of those guys in our world that we look up to. Like, I think those guys all wake up and they all face that thing. But the reason why most of them have become super successful is that in spite of the fact that they have this fear, they still know that, you know what, I still got to do what I got to do and I just have to follow the process that I've started. So whether it's okay, I wake up at 5 a.m., do exercise. As long as you put a framework in place mm-hmm. and you, you keep following that framework, I think that's what has helped a lot of people overcome feeling like that fraud and that imposter. And don't get me wrong, I too feel it when I'm trying mm-hmm. to build a business or if I'm working in my job. It's just, it's just something like if something isn't going right, do you feel, oh, dude, I'm, 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 am I deceiving people? Will they find out that the emperor has no clothes or something <laughs> like You know, it's, it's always there nagging at the back of your mind. And I don't know why that is, but, yeah, it's, um, it really is a challenge that I think um, with, with work can be overcome so you're not alone there i do i do struggle with that too and i'm still figuring out how to how to fully make sure that it doesn't happen ever and ever yeah i was actually talking to someone today about it and i was like maybe i just need to start a journal and Mm -hmm. write down write down my wins and and even failures and and what i learned from failing you know because you you learn every time you fail and is it even really a failure if you're learning from it yeah yeah and i was watching an interview last sunday with um i don't know if you've heard of this guy patrick but david so he no. so he's he's another entrepreneur interviewer on youtube and he was interviewing the former ceo of sony movies sony pictures and so the guy was telling him that oh when he got the job to be the CEO of Sony, he went to Japan, had a meeting with the founder of Sony, and he said, hey, this year we're going to make 24 films or so. 16 of them would probably be okay. Four of them will suck, 
and the rest probably will be hits. You know, so we expect four to really, really suck. And then the founder was like, oh, now why are we going to make four movies that suck? He said, well, <laughs> not everything is going to be successful. You just have to be prepared for the fact that a handful of them are going to suck. So the more you know that upfront and you're prepared for it, it's like when it does happen, you're not afraid and you're willing to learn from what has happened in there and then use it to make sure that the other subsequent projects do not turn out the same way. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, that kind of makes sense. That kind of makes sense. So, yeah. So, as we start to wind down the show, I just have one or two wrapping up questions for you, Cindy, before I let you go. Okay. And... Um, so in terms for people that are listening to this and they have a full-time job, but they have that itch to do something on the side and you've, you've, you've done freelancing for a long time. And given the fact that, you know what, going cold turkey from your job to freelancing is very scary because you have bills and then you don't know how consistent your income will be. What are some strategies people can put in place today? to make sure that as they start to explore the freelancing or the side hustle economy, they're setting themselves up for success? Um, well, number one, just start doing it. Set aside an hour, two hours, something every day after work so that you can work on your side hustle. Maybe even take a dedicated weekend day to work on your side hustle. And another thing is, Make sure that you either invest the money from your side hustle back into your side hustle to mm-hmm. grow it w- with either hiring hiring someone to do stuff for you, right? That way, while you're working, you're still making money. Yeah. Um, don't count any of your side hustle income for your bills at first at mm. all. And do not think about quitting until you have at least three months of um of expenses saved up. Okay. And I would even say like pay off all of your debt too, because I mean, I, we've found ourselves, I found myself in a situation last year where I, I thank God that I had paid off debt. Thank God that mm-hmm. I had that, that money because, um, I needed it and we don't think that we're going to fail. We don't think that yeah. the money's going to stop. But sometimes it does, and it's really good to mm-hmm. not have to to not have to think about, oh my gosh, I have to get a job now. You know, like mm. I spent a whole entire month not doing any work because mm. I could, and and I know that I needed that as a mental relaxation month. Mm-hmm. But I also had the ability to do it because I was prepared. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, Cindy, thanks a lot for sharing your thoughts and your words of wisdom. But before I let you go, where can we find you, reach out to you, learn more about you, what you're doing, and of course, contact you should people say, hey, you know what, Cindy, I I need some help with my website, or can you train me in how to be a better web designer? Yeah, um, so you can go to my website. That's the best way. It's just start fiercebusiness.com and you can contact me via the contact form there. I'm also on Instagram as Start Fierce Business and Twitter 
as just start fierce because Twitter doesn't allow super long names. Yeah. <laughs> and you can look for me on Facebook, same um, start fierce business. I, I'm going to admit, guys, that I've been very quiet on social media because I've had so much going on, but I'm going to start posting again. And I do answer direct messages and, um, and comments. So I'm there. I just haven't really been posting. Yeah. So there you have it, guys. If you want to get in touch with Cindy, you can always slide in her DMs. I should be willing to respond. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cindy, thanks a lot for coming to share your story and your words of wisdom. I truly appreciate you taking the time to to empower us on how to become better uh, freelancers and business owners. Thank you. It was great to be on. Awesome. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning into the show today. If you love what you hear on today's episode of the podcast, Go to iTunes and leave a review and a comment. It helps other great listeners like yourself find the show. And of course, you can always find more episodes of the Bulletproof Entrepreneur Podcast at www.odogwu.com.